Hello and welcome to Spirit Life Applied. This is podcast episode number three and the title is God's Destiny for You. We want to start, uh, pick up where we left off last week in Ephesians. Uh, We were in chapter one and we just barely got into it with uh, verse one, but we're going to pick up in Ephesians two. But just to review a little bit, we talked about who this letter was from. This is a letter that's written uh, to the uh, Christians in Ephesus and possibly the Christians in all of Asia Minor. And it is written to us, to you and I. And we can take what is, is being shared here through Paul and we can apply it to our lives. But we talked about how Paul was a uh, man who had been a terrorist, who had attacked Christians and was throwing them in prison and having them beaten and even martyred because they professed and preached Jesus as the Messiah. See, Paul was very educated and learned, and he thought that he knew what was right. He was very religious, and he, he missed who the real Messiah was. And so, he has an incredible experience where he's going down uh, the road to Damascus and he's fuming with anger and ready to um, persecute Christians. And Jesus appears to him in a form of a light that is so uh, brilliant that it blinds him. He shows him and speaks to him and says, I am Jesus, the one you're persecuting. And Paul immediately realizes that he he has encountered God in the form of Jesus. And he repents in his heart and begins to say, Lord, what do I do? And God, through Jesus, gives him the instruction that he needs to go and uh, have Ananias pray for him. And then when he does, he obeys God. God heals his eyes, which were blinded by that light. And he turns his life around, and he's gone from a completely different person to a new man, a new um, minister of the gospel. And he starts a ministry that has caused him to pen over 70% of the New Testament. So we can still benefit today from the transformation made in Paul's life. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever, and he can still change lives today. So we want to apply that to our lives and remember who we're we're listening to. We're listening to God speak to us through the Holy Spirit, who's writing through Paul, who was a living testimony of God's transforming power. It says in verse um, 2, Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, grace is completely undeserved favor. It's it's receiving something that you couldn't possibly deserve. And peace is the inner tranquility in undisturbed that's undisturbed by ex- external circumstances. That's what really what peace really is is when the world is raging around you, you have an inner tranquility inside of you that keeps you calm in your spirit. And he's saying, he's saying to the, those Christians that were alive then and to us today, I want you to experience 
this amazing undeserved favor that God has. And I want you to know what it is to have peace, that inner tranquility in the midst of the crazy, raging world that we live in, where there's so much going on, we can have peace. That's an incredible greeting that he's speaking to them and to us. And it's through the unction of the Holy Spirit that we can receive God's favor and that inner tranquility of peace that keeps us calm when the the circumstances of our life are crazy, when there's there's so much um, things that can upset us in the, in the day-to-day life. God wants us to have an inner tranquility that just causes us to, to rest in Him and know that He is in control. Verse 3 says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ. In many of his epistles, Paul has uh, built up to a major thesis in this letter. He begins with one of the most important of all theological truths. God's purpose for the New Testament church, for you and I, is the position of us in Christ. It's been found, uh, this in, the in Christ phrase is, is found throughout these chapters 120 times. I believe uh, in our last lesson we talked about how in Christ, in Him, and in uh, Jesus is like 160 times. So this reference it comes over and over and over again throughout this, this whole book, this whole letter that he's written to, to the church. And he wants us to understand that we have, it's very important that we understand we have a place in God. And it's a place of security and rest and strength and comfort and uh, restitution, uh, a place to be revitalized, a place to be restored, a place to be cleansed. And it is an all-complete salvation experience that we can have. So it's amazing, you know, this whole concept that he's trying to teach us. And we pick up in, in verse 4, it says, Just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. Verse 5 says, Having predestined us to adoption as sons by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace, by which he has made us accepted in the beloved. You are chosen, you're predestined for adoption, and you're accepted. Wow. These verses are incredibly rich with how our identity and our position in God is. You're chosen. You have been chosen. It says before before the world began. Isn't that what it says? Before the foundation of the world. Think about that. God has had us on his mind a long time. It was the whole design. This world has some beautiful things about it that he has created. But we 
the human race were made. We were the ultimate in his thinking when it came to making this world. He wanted us to have fellowship with him. God chooses to accept those who willingly choose to accept Christ, leadership, and authority in their lives. And this is from the Fire Bible I just read, that quote. God chooses to accept those who willingly choose to accept Christ's leadership and authority in their lives. So we need to understand it's because we respond to the God who had this whole plan before the foundation of the world. We respond to him. When we realize he died for us, that was, that was him revealing his love and saying, look, I've made a way for you to have fellowship me with me. We respond, then we can be placed in the right, the right place in Christ when we accept Jesus as our Savior. The issue of predestination is what comes to mind. It's the question that many people uh, can get confused about. It raises the question of whether God has determined ahead of time who will be saved and spend eternity with Him and who will be condemned and forever banished from His presence. That is to say, has God already decided who gets to go to heaven and who goes to hell? The Bible is clear about the fact that God is omniscient. He does know everything. He's actively involved in our lives and the world that He created. The Bible is equally clear, however, that people have a choice whether or not to follow God. You can look at Deuteronomy 30 and 19, Joshua 24, 15, John 1, 12, John 6, 37, and John 13, 20. If you want to look up scriptures that show us that he has given us a choice, but that choice determines whether or not we will spend eternity with him. So he's set in motion a, a um, you might say a system that says, okay, I've given you, I've shown you my love. I've given you the opportunity. It's for whosoever will accept Jesus as their personal Lord and their Savior. Then we can know that we can spend eternity with Him. The fact that God knows all of the possibilities and the eventual outcome of any given situation does not mean that he causes the outcome. Did you catch that? The fact that he knows how we may respond does not mean that he is going to force or cause that outcome. He has given us a free will. He's aware of everything that has taken place in the past and everything that will happen in the future. Yet, it does not mean that God causes everything to happen that he knows will happen including our choices and actions, God created us with a free will to make our own decision. Look up Genesis 2.16, which means people are still responsible for their choices and the consequences that result. 
And you can look up Matthew 12, 36, Romans 14, 12, and Hebrews 4, 13 for more information on that. So we are still responsible for the choices that we make. We need to understand it is his it is not his will that any of us should perish, but he does not force us to accept his son, Jesus. This is the greatest love story ever, ever imagined. When God designed us and gave us a free will, he wanted us by choice to accept his perfect gift of salvation and be covered with the forgiveness through the blood of Jesus and accepted and grafted into fellowship with him. Wow, what an amazing, amazing plan that he had. The the, the song at Calvary says, Oh, the love that drew salvation's plan and oh, the grace that brought it down to man. What an awesome privilege we have to accept but it is a privilege it's 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 on us are we going to accept jesus as our savior and live in him are we going to choose to let him be the lord of our life and control the destiny of where we end up in eternity it's up to you and me what an incredible love story it is God's choice of those who accept Christ by faith is the foundational teaching of Paul's letter here. It's referring to God's choice to claim for himself. You can own Jesus. You can have Jesus in your heart. You're, he is yours, and you are his. There is an ownership that he can claim over you. When you accept Jesus as your Savior, you're saying, God, you own my life. You are the master of my destiny. I am yielding myself to you, and I am accepting your authority and the work that you've done because you have laid out such unsacrificed, the sacrificial, I'm sorry, the sacrificial plan to show me your love and provide it a way for me to be in your presence through the sacrificial lamb, Jesus Christ. I can have fellowship. So I'm, I'm yielding myself. When I accept Jesus as my Savior and I ask Him to forgive my sins, it doesn't just stop there. It, it, it's a beginning. It's, a, it's a, a journey that we begin and we accept not only the forgiveness and the cleansing and all of the, the benefits of that redemption, but it's accepting that He's in control. You're, you're choosing, when you, when you accept Jesus as your Savior, you're choosing to remain spiritually pure and reserved for His special purposes. You're choosing to separate yourself from sinful and worldly practices that are contrary to God's Word and His will. You're setting yourself apart. And Paul sees this choice as an expression of God's love 
in that God willingly receives us as his own, all of us who willingly receive Jesus Christ. It's amazing. When you look at John chapter 1, verse 12, it says, But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God, to those who believe in his name. Simply put, God chooses to accept those who willingly choose to accept Christ's leadership and authority in their lives. We need to understand, you know, it's kind of like this. The Fire Bible puts it this way concerning election and predestination. We might use the example of a great ship. It's on its way to heaven. It's, it's got a destiny. It's, there's not a question about where it's going to end up. <laughs> this ship, it's the church. It's chosen by God to be his very own vessel. Christ is the captain and the pilot of this ship. He decides which way this ship is going. All who desire to be part of the journey to heaven must know the ship's captain personally. You must know Jesus personally. They must entrust their lives to him if they want to board the ship. You don't, you don't get on this ship and then say, no, I think we're going to go a different direction. He calls the shots. He makes the map. He journeys. He makes the journey uh, plain and clear to us. He shines the light on the, on the path we're to take. He charts the course. That's the, probably the best term to put. He charts the course. As long as... As we're on the ship, in the company of the ship's captain, we're among the elect, and we're on our way to heaven. But if we choose to abandon the ship and its captain, then we're not a part. Election is dependent on one's personal relationship with the captain and one's place on the ship. Being on the ship and knowing the captain, giving him the authority to say which direction you're going to go, that is the secret. Predestination tells us about the ship's final destination (laughs) and what God has prepared for those who remain in the ship. God invites everyone to come aboard the ship through Jesus, through faith in Jesus Christ. That's from the Fire Bible. So, wow, this is a great analogy because it really puts it into simple terms what he's saying. You know, he's designed ahead of time for us to have a way to heaven for eternity. This life is like a vapor compared to eternity. And it's important that we keep ourselves on the ship that's headed for heaven. It's important that we make sure on a regular basis that we are surrendering our destiny into God's hands and saying, Lord, you chart the course for my life. You decide and help me to find and to obey your will and to be listening. You know, we can't, we can't know God's will if we don't ever ask. 
if we don't ever seek Him, if we don't ever open up the, the Bible and begin to honestly look at the Scripture and say, Lord, what are you speaking to me about my life, about the decisions I'm making that, that is going to play out, who I marry or who I have close friendships or relationships with. Lord, what is, what is the answers in these areas? How do I chart my course and give it into your hands while I am dealing with these decisions? The Lord can direct your step if you will surrender and allow Him. You know, once someone said one time, what does it mean to surrender? And this particular person was talking about, you know, how sometimes we Christians can say things that are, are not plain enough and clear enough. And I, I get that. A lot of, of what we can read and and see um, said in church or in the Bible, you know, sometimes we overlook because we just aren't grasping the actual way to apply it. But uh, like this lady was saying, and, and I've experienced in my own life, it's the point when you give up and you say, God, if you don't help me, if you don't give me some direction, then I'm just not going to go any further until you show me. And when you come to that place, God will. He will. He sees your heart. And He knows when you are fully surrendered. He knows when you've let go of the helm of the ship and you have said, okay, I'm not going to go any further without your direction. I've experienced this in my own life. And I have watched you know, when I have said, God, I, I'm not going to make any decision until I feel a direction from you or hear something in my spirit. And there's been so many times when God has has spoken in my spirit and he has given me the direct answer. There have been times when he led me to a scripture. Maybe he spoke to me and he said, Isaiah 53.10 or, or, you know, Jeremiah twenty nine eleven or something like this. And I would just go to my, get my Bible and I would open it up and it would be a scripture that really related to what I was dealing with at the moment. That's a true relationship with Jesus. When he can speak into our hearts and we have just surrendered and said, God, I give you control. My destiny is in your hands. I want your destiny for my life. God's destiny for you is what we're talking about today. It is for you to end this life by stepping into his presence in heaven. And that can be accomplished through Jesus Christ and his shed blood on Calvary. We have acceptance. We have been chosen and we have been predestined to live with him forever in heaven. God is so good and he wants to bless you today and he wants to speak into your life. I encourage you this week, ask him, God, how can I follow you better? How can I let you control my day-to-day life in a more complete, surrendered way? Let him speak to your heart. Sit before him in his presence 
and ask Him to to give you insight. Open up your Bible and pray for God to speak His truth and His Word to you. He will reveal Himself to you because He has destined you for personal relationship. I hope this blesses you today. And may the Lord be with you and may He grant you His grace and His peace. And may you have all the spiritual blessings in your life active today. God be with you.